<laughs> Yo, you feel that? Dog, that's that's queer retrograde, queer baby. Retrograde, baby. Welcome back, everyone. We're here <laughs> for season three, episode two, and it was terrible. <laughs> Absolute dumpster water attempted murder on everyone i'm i'm pissed off yeah (laughs) let's get into it i'm hobbs and i use they them pronouns and i'm lens and i use any pronouns and we're here to recap really the only gay tv that we have these days um the l word gen q (laughs) they think they're so fucking sly calling this episode la traffic like goodbye bro if i had known if i had known i don't think i would have watched it not by myself well, it's crazy, too, because at last week's recap, I specifically pointed out the car crash in the previews, and I was like, this is making me anxious. I don't want to see anyone be in a car wreck, let alone who it ends up being, bro. You manifested bro. this. I'm mad. You happy? Yeah. So, cut back to where we left off. Angie is walking in on her mom's making out. No matter how old you are watching your rents, Mac, especially the way these animals were going at it, it was like, like woo. Angie walked in and Bet literally had to like, she like pulled her shirt back on. She's like, um, they're like trying to pull themselves together. They're like so hot and bothered, and they're like, our daughter's here. Angie's like, actually, don't even worry about it. I'm going to go. And they yeah. leave and they're like, oh my God, well, maybe we should give her some space. And then Tina goes, she's seen worse. I'm like, what? She's seen? Yeah, honestly, I'm like, the kidnapping. <laughs> How many episodes are we going to bring up the kidnapping? I will never. It has to be said. It has to be said. It does. It really awesome. does. So yeah, they're like, let her go. We'll see her tomorrow at Marcus's opening. And then they're like, well, what are we going to tell her? Like, was that a mistake? And they're like, no, it wasn't a mistake. It feels so real to me. And then they start making out again. And Bet pulls Tina up to the bedroom. Like, they're like, we're adults. We're going to make love right now in the bed. <laughs> in the bed. Much, and I was like, oh my god you guys (laughs) there's it's just like old times there's so much longing and they're really just taking their time my favorite is when beth says it's been a long time i'm different and tina's like don't worry baby i still know how to make you come (laughs) the energy is so like these two i imagine though you've got a lifetime of history with this person and they're like you just came together for the first time and they probably haven't touched like this in like 10 years that's crazy and now they're about to make sweet beautiful love and yeah and i remember like there's certain bet and tina love making scenes from the past where i'm like yo these two are in it mm-hmm. they would be vibrating with just like the the sweltering of like pain and pleasure coming together all at once god it just lives rent free in my brain but this scene <laughs> it was just it was a different it was a different kind of tension. I, mm-hmm. I, I was for it. I'm like, yeah, y'all been holding on to this for a while. So, yeah, Go. they're clearly enjoying themselves. Then we cut to my personal favorite shot of the whole episode. It's Gigi in a bra with a vest, unbuttoned, bro. 
Did you pause it too? Because I course. sure did. I was like, let me rewind that back 10 seconds, back 10 seconds, yeah! back 10 seconds. One more time, back 10 seconds. Oh my God. I was like, is that really just the bra underneath that? Like, it's like a blazer with no sleeves and no middle. I was like, yeah. Geez. Well, at first, I thought she was just going to wear it like that maybe buttoned up once but like you could still see the bra because I remember last season these bitches were doing that shit they were wearing blazers with bras like all the time and I was like it's so hot let's keep it rolling baby it's let's so go <laughs> I'm disturbed and this whole conversation had me on the fucking floor because she's like trying to tell Danny how you know Nat just wants to get to know her like very like normal shit and Danny's yeah. like throwing a fit mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Gigi's like, I need you to stop making me feel bad for having kids. And then Nat calls just as the, you know, this exchange happens. And Danny mm-hmm. goes, are you dating me or her? And she just goes, Daniela. Yeah. I bet you thought only your pops had called you that, huh? Yeah. Which, Gigi's by the older. way, what happened to him? We never know anything about what happened with the whole lawsuit, where he's at. Like, cares? none Not of that, that shit. He's gone. Sayonara, dad. Right. He's in jail. So cut to Tess giving Shane cute little kissies all over her, trying to get her to say yes to adopting another bar baby with her. (laughs) And Shane is like, are you manipulating me? (laughs) I wasn't born yesterday. And then she tops Tess, right? And then she's like literally about to go down on Tess and Tess pushes Shane off of her and is like, the realtor is calling me. I'm like, Tess priorities bro yeah priorities who gives a fuck about the realtor bro pay attention to your boo yeah get in there there is some tension brewing yeah with these two and and a kind i don't like Mm -hmm. i don't like that kind right so finley meanwhile is at the house being all (laughs) being all finley setting up an easel as sophie walks in is like what the hell are you doing (laughs) finley's like i thought we could play, uh, you know, Pictionary. We used to do that at Sober Living. Sophie's not really into it, but does, you know, acquiesces. And is like, yeah, let, let's do it. And then Finley's like, yo, we should get Micah and Marybell. <laughs> Sophie's like, no, Marybell, like, actually hates you. Finley, though, takes it in strides. Like, oh, like, that's a bummer. But I think we just need some quality time. And then goes upstairs to go take a shower shower. Yeah. These are the scenes where it's like, these are the scenes that make people fall in love with Finley, I feel, because Mm -hmm. she's just like very playful and she's just like, can kind of make a joke out of like her pain in a way that makes it very like palatable. And I'm like, yeah, they needed, they needed one of these scenes to get people back in on like Finley as the jokester person after she Mm -hmm. was like so serious the whole episode last episode, basically yeah and it's a blessing to see though too she's still got it even when she's not like drinking totally and it's not like weirdly self-deprecating to the point where you're like oh are you okay you're just like she's just being a, a great person i thought yeah and mary bell overhears the entire conversation and is like i do not want to play pictionary with you guys it hurts my fucking head to be around finley <laughs> and so he just begs and it's a sort of yes i guess because mary bell yeah. just shuts the door <laughs> and sophie's like help Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be a great night for everyone. Back at Dana's, we got a nice sky vodka ad going. Oh yeah, it's the new dose Eckies. 
Alice and Shane are talking about Bet and Tina and Alice is like, well, what'd they say? Are they coming together? I just, I love the drama. Then mm. the two of them show up. They're looking good. Freshly <laughs> fucked. Yeah, literally. And they're glowing and they're talking about how they have so much to figure out. And Alice is like, oh my fucking God. It's like no time has passed. This is exactly what we used to go through every single day at Kit's fucking coffee shop. <laughs> 10 years ago yep <laughs> oh my god and they're like talking about how Jordy walked in on them and like Shane's like oh well yeah don't tell her how you know this but yeah she was going through a breakup that night and Bet's like well I always hated Jordy <laughs> this is like uh, okay relax no negativity that's a child yeah <laughs> Shane meanwhile gets a text from Kaylani talking about when are you gonna let me do you gonna do my hair type thing and I like know. alice sees the energy of shane and is like oh are you in tess sexting shane yeah. denies i'm like the fact that that was the energy that alice picked up on trouble and like alice alice is like so clued in on shane this whole episode where it's like normally shane is the one that's like giving alice shit and this time alice i feel like because alice isn't really like in anything she can be more attentive to her friendships almost or something yeah nice and she's just like shane what is going on with you like i know that something's up and i'm gonna figure it out yeah. also side note what do you think of the name ivy like i kind of wish they gave kaylani a hotter name her name should have just she should have just been kaylani yeah i agree how about that i agree why are we changing her when she's perfect <sighs> actors anyway. anyways Everyone's going to go to the exhibit that Bet is curating tonight from Marcus's work. Should be really fun. Alice is bringing some Hollywood bimbo she's really excited about. Mm. But, but Joe does see why people are calling, so she has to leave the table. Yeah, I thought she was uh, alluding to Chrishell and uh, oh. G-Flip. I was like, oh, she's bringing two hotties, and it's going to be those two from Sally Sunset. But alas, no such thing. I wish. I can't wait for their episode. Oh, so good. So Micah comes home, fucking Finley, of course. So it's <laughs> Micah and Mary Bell are home. Sophie's in the room in the kitchen. Finley just looks at these two and is like, oh, I heard about congrats on the goo goo gaga baby. <laughs> I fucking can't. Mary Bell is pissed. Like, how do you know about that? And of course, Sophie. And it's like, you need to learn how to shut your big mouth is like the energy. And like, uh-huh. Micah's like, I didn't say I wanted a baby. I said I'm ready to talk about having a baby and finley's like all right i'm just gonna fuck off because yeah, clearly i'm yeah. not doing great right now yeah cut over to bet who's kind of applauding danny about her new business and how great she's doing with all her events and whatnot and danny's like yeah yeah i know i'm great at business but like can i talk to you about something personal even though it's your ex girlfriend sort of sort of i <laughs> sort wouldn't of. even call them exes they not went on even. a date right they were more of a fling yeah and bet's like uh yeah of course what's up and danny's just saying you know i want Gigi to move in with me but she says that we need nat's approval like the three of us need to talk i don't understand and bet is just like dude i don't see the problem like it sounds like she's just prioritizing her family and like you really want that in a partner you want her to be a good mother and blah 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 but she's like do you want to be a mom though how do you feel about being around the kids and I'm like yeah I was wondering that too bet 
real <laughs> questions. Danny was acting like a child this morning, but I'm like, I'm glad somebody's like, you know, I have a kid. Right. I co-parent. Are you ready for that? Right. That to be a third. Danny, thankfully, takes it to heart, though, it seems like. Yeah. <clears throat> So we go over to Pictionary Night. Finley, this scene was so funny. Finley and Sophie are like crushing it. While Micah is still trying to carry on this conversation to the side about the fucking baby. You got these other two animals yelling in the back. Yeah. Well, Micah's just like, you didn't even like consider me like, what if I want to carry the baby? Mary Bell's like, do you? He's like, well, no, but you didn't even talk to me about it. Right. And it's just getting more and more tense. Uh, I was laughing so hard because like yeah the whole time Sophie and um Finley are just screaming at each other like (laughs) look at this baby baby pay attention pay attention like just like screaming and then they get it it's to kill a mockingbird and then they're just like doing this little victory dance and cut over to Maribel and Micah and they're both just completely straight faced just slumped like so not interested in this at all it was hilarious i loved it not the hangout vibe this is my least favorite thing if you have a game night dynamic where like people who are there who obviously just don't want to play i'm like then don't play well they did something else the only reason she came was because sophie drug her there i just hate that energy i know i get it cut to the opening and marcus's family there which is cute angie is like laughing about how um bet comes over and is like can i talk to you later and she's like yeah i bet you do want to fucking talk to me bro like like, angie was just so great this whole scene she looks awesome by the way amazing so good her makeup her hoop earrings i was like yes bitch go with the tie yeah the tie with the unbundles that you have me inspired yeah straight up yeah. And she's talking to her half sister, which I'm glad that they're still buds. Um, seems like she's like good support to her. And she's just saying, you know, maybe this could be my whole phase. Why not? Like I'm in LA, I feel good, I'm hot, whatever. It's all um, about perspective, baby. Exactly. So Meanwhile, Alice, Alice's date. I can't. Alice and Shane and Alice's date all show up and her date is talking to I was confused. I didn't get this until I watched it the second time. Her date is talking about volleyball, but it's invite only. And Alice is like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to join. You know, I just don't really do sports. I'll just cheer you on. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh. Let me go grab us a drink. I'm like, what's what's that about? (laughs) Actually, what she said was, I need to go get some more ice for my wine. Yeah, it was worse than that. Yeah. Like what? Shane is like red flag, red flag. Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, of course, of course. And then like even as Shane gets a drink, Alice accuses Shane of I fucking the server and yeah. getting the quote unquote the itch. And I'm like Shane definitely has the itch mm-hmm. as she's literally wiggling, you know, with her body language around Alice, and <laughs> she's like, no, Alice, I don't wiggle. I'm like, y'all read each other so well. Mm-hmm so so well they're so tapped in this whole time like a, an event happens and they're like i knew that was gonna happen and then they go up and, and like debrief about the situation it's amazing I love I love it. It. also i liked shane's velvet in this outfit yeah they both looked really good wait what are your thoughts on shane's haircut hmm. <laughs> i don't know i think it's just like classic shane you know it's just i expect it at this point i'm just like yeah that's that's shane whatever okay why 
I just wanted to give you space to say it. <laughs> we yeah. are back at Pictionary <laughs> and Micah and Mary Bella are losing big time because Micah's trying to draw goggles, but it looks like, I thought it was a car. And Mary Bella's like, well, talk to me. And Micah's like, my mom doesn't even know we're dating. She doesn't Crazy. even know. And Mary Bella's like, we've been living together for eight months. <laughs> That's like, just wild. Y'all are a fucking mess. I hate this relationship. It's terrible. They don't, I'm like, y'all were besties? What do y'all even talk about? Right. Like they just like got together, started sharing a room, and what? They just don't even talk now. How did this not come up? You've been living together for eight months and your parents have never come up in well, this way. It's just crazy to me too, because it's like Micah is literally a therapist exactly facilitates conversations like the one that he's trying to have with his partner why and i'm just like why i feel like this shouldn't be so difficult for y'all right at this point you're trained and mary bell is so like she's on a level of emotional maturity where she can at least name what she wants and doesn't want that i'm just so shocked that they're so deep in the dark about each other's wants needs and desires especially when it comes to this and the fact that it's coming out during a game of pictionary in front of the two people where they were like i don't want them to know i don't want them to know and it's like well y'all clearly don't talk so now's a good time as any i guess i think this is a case of like no matter how sort of like how much you know yourself and what you want and how much you sort of like have a good sense of self you can still have trouble of like communicating in relationships if you don't feel super secure in the relationship like I feel like they're both just so tiptoey around each other because they're scared of like losing each other or whatever the fuck Mm. and it's like don't don't be scared of that just fucking like admit if you guys are supposed to be together or not like you're gonna be fine but they both just really want it to work I feel like and it's like to to a detriment well yeah because that's what it was founded on like these two got together and like went on the great date and then didn't even know they liked each other because they were like am I just some kind of experiment to you and it's I'm like y'all I'm shocked that like that's their perception about each other when they're quote-unquote friends best friends even and live together Mm -hmm. well maybe they didn't at the time were they was married no they didn't they didn't they moved in together during that year that we were excluded from their lives (laughs) god damn it but yeah i just don't i'm not into them at all well and a baby like bro i'm like We'll get to that when they really get into it. But yeah, what they were saying about coming to a decision about that, I'm like, y'all are trash. Anyway, so Bet, we're back at the art show. Bet finds Tina looking at a piece of art and is like, hmm, let me uh, brush out my little role play skills, huh? <laughs> Rolls up to her, says, nice to meet you. I'm like, that's what you said? Okay. And <laughs> Tina reciprocates and they're like reenacting what it was like you know tina had an earring in her hair she has to put it there this time you know to like get the move going and tina kisses bed and bet's like well i kiss you first but bet is being playful and soft i'm like i'm seeing a change (laughs) okay i'm into it and as they get deeper oh wait is this the moment no 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 they're like let's go find angie yeah (laughs) let's before we start fucking and then danny sees this and is like all right you know what fuck it that was right i'm gonna call Gigi." 
and apologized and asked her to come to the show and just be like, you know, you're right. You were right this morning. I just, I need to like buck up and just mm-hmm. be an adult, talk to Nat. Let's do it. I'm all in. And please come to the show. And Gigi receives a message. She's still in a bra. I just want that to be known. And well, <laughs> she has the best buttoned up now. Okay, details. But anyway, <laughs> she gets the message. You're like, <laughs> I know what's under there. Don't try to act like I don't. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. So she gets the message and she turns around in the office and goes towards Danny instead. So that's cute. We're going to have some little uh, uh, reconciliation. Love it. Then we have a very cringe scene where Finley is trying to talk to Maribel. Wait, 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 wait. You skipped shit. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, here we go. So much. I'm sorry. Okay. Spoiler alert. I know. Go ahead. All right. So we're still at the opening. Yeah. Angie is getting pulled aside by Bet and Tina and she's like ha 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 I know shit you guys are together I saw you guys making out like I'm not an idiot I'm an adult now yeah. <laughs> everybody relax and Angie is like bro I'm good like I'm so good like I have a whole ass support system outside of you two and I know that y'all get wrapped up in your own shit so I've learned how to like self-regulate and tap into my outside support network I'm like Angie I I you're a role model to us all yes like yes yes straight up she's Um, the best she's a titan and some guy comes up and is like bet porter oh my god i'm your biggest fan and it's just like fangirling so hard over bet um tina walks away and then this dude's friend is like yeah sorry like my friend he always goes up to the curator like how embarrassing that he cares about the guy who does the paperwork and angie's like lol that's my mom uh Uh, he really flopped (laughs) It was cute though. She it handled it really well. If I were him, I'd be like, "Wow, I'm, I'm even more attracted to you." Let's go. That's clearly what happened. Yeah. So <laughs> back at fucking Pictionary, Micah and Sophie go into the other room to leave Finley and Marybell alone in the lines. Then Finley just tries to relate, being like, "Yo, you know, I had a hard time getting close with my parents. I try not to take it personally." Marybell's like, "What are you doing?" butt out this has nothing to do with you don't even try to relate to me you dumb bitch and Finley's like oh yeah okay fuck me then and the other two come back in and Sophie's like all right no let's just go and like Finley's like no 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 it's cool like we like each other and like Marybelle's like we do not like each other and I'm like that's that's fucking raw and then Marybelle with the fucking KO shot is like, yeah, in fact, I actually like the person that Sophie was fucking while you were gone better than you. I was like, damn. That was like, so intense. Like these two, like this whole house, interesting dynamic where like nobody has any secrets, but the way they go about talking about those things is so messy and not, it doesn't feel safe to me. I'm like, I don't like that. Right. Like y'all, it's just weaponizing. The, I don't. It's a, they're a toxic household. And you know why well. it feels so weird is because Danny was the glue for like while why they were all living together. Like yeah, yeah Micah and Sophie oh, were point. friends, but like really they were together because Danny and Micah are best friends, and then Danny and Sophie were gonna get married. 
yeah and then finley was just kind of like some random other friend that they had that would stop by every now and then yeah like that's how we got here bro like i don't like that that's why it doesn't make sense like i'm like why like now i get that like sophie was probably excited when finley was away because her sister moved in right because they're Mm -hmm. close Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, it still doesn't reconcile the fact that, like, Micah and Sophie were never meant to live together to begin with. Just those two as individuals. It was because of Danny that they were in that house together. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, with all the history of, like, Danny being in that house and they were going to get married and all of that. Now they're living there with Finley. I'm just like, y'all, split up. Like, everyone needs to split up. It's bad. (laughs) It's just bad because it's like clearly like Mary Bell moving in with them. I'm like, why would you move into a house where you openly do not like someone you're about to live with? Right. Because she wasn't there at the time. So they were just like, eh, whatever. And I'm like, Bro. no, see, yeah, they're letting life happen to them. I don't like that. Y'all yeah. need to like get some attentions. Literally. <laughs> that shit out. But Finley, though, like takes some space, doesn't even like have an outburst. Yeah. She just like takes some space from that moment, goes into the bedroom. So if he catches up to her and like apologizes, but like Finley's like, no, I mean, you don't really have to apologize. We talked about it. But also it's I don't know, I'm hurt by this. It'd be nice if you apologize. And Sophie's like, well, you just told me not to. And it's 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 tough. Mm-hmm. I get that. You know, it's like, sure, like she was gone at, you know, living sober for a whole year. I mean, everyone has needs and they were clearly on a break, but it's still tough to hear. I mean, the way Mary Bell said it was fucked. Right. That right. that's gonna hurt no matter what. I think that energy should have been directed towards Mary Bell, ultimately. But, right. like, this exchange between the two of them, they're trying so hard to, like, just be as, uh, rise up to the challenge, I guess, of, like, just these awkward feelings where, like, you feel both things at the same time and they're kind of, like, pushing against each other. Totally. Because nobody really did anything wrong, but Finley clearly just needs a minute. So she mm-hmm. goes off to call Tess for support and Tess is like, I'm busy, but you got this, bye. Bye tomorrow. And then I was like, does Finley have a sponsor outside of Tess? Like, he needs one. God damn. I don't think Tess is a good sponsor anyway. Right. The fact that she was like, come work at the bar. Trash. Right. Well, and even like, it's so clear to me that Finley just really needs like some good friends right now. And that's obviously what Sophie is being to her. But it's clear Mm -hmm. that like Sophie is like, I want my partner back. I want her back. And Finley's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I just yeah. need a friend. <laughs> That's why Rosie O'Donnell will be great for her. Totally. Yeah. So back at the art event, it's going on all night. Uh, Tess shows up. Shane is smitten, you know, rolls right up and is like, hey, baby, let's do it. Do what? Let's have another baby. Let's have another bar baby. Tess is fully ecstatic. She's like, yeah, I'll do anything with you. You happy? Yeah, baby, I'm happy. They're macking. Mm-hmm. It's cute. And bet. I, oh, what? Oh, do you have something to say about this? You think this was genuine? Well, I mean, it's clear to me that Shane did this because Alice called her out. Yeah. Alice called her out and was like, you have the itch. You're going to fuck up this relationship that you love because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And Shane was like, no. I'm going to say yes to Tess and that's going to show I'm committed. And I'm like, bro, it's not going to matter when you're fucking Kaylani next episode, bro. Yo. Because in this moment, this is how I know. Bet is doing this beautiful speech about how Marcus, you know, his work was never really shown because, you know, institutional racism mm-hmm. affects all black artists. 
right everyone and it's just wonderful that his art is there and how he really championed family it's super touching it's beautiful and how his biggest creation that he was so proud of was his relationships you know with his wife and while this whole speech is happening shane gets a little buzz buzz a little texty we don't know from who but we know from who it, mm-hmm. that means she texted Kaylani back you can't mm, she she texting did. anybody all her friends are there who the fuck else would she be texting she probably no, she... did text her back yeah and then danny's even checking her phone to see if Gigi's coming still no updates on that and then alice finds out that her date is in a sex cult essentially mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fun i still like i was so oblivious to this I, the whole yeah. first episode i was like what what had just happened i'm so confused and then it was only the second time around when they were in the car and she said she's in blah 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 i was like i understand yeah just a pyramid scheme as soon as she was like yeah like you're so great you should join us doing this on the weekends i'm like oh i hate when you get fooled by that like that happens to me when i'm like walking down Carrytown, and it'd be one of those fucking what's it called you know those people that wear purple and they're trying to sell you on something it's like american whatever but the way they rope you in, they'll be like, you look, they'll give you a compliment. I'm like, you look so good. And you're like, all of a sudden you're in a conversation and then you think it's like, oh, like that was like a real compliment. And then they're just trying to sell you on something. That's what this bitch did on her date. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. Ah, Mary Bell and Micah. Fucking <laughs> go. Ugh. They're both like apologizing to each other. Micah was like shocked that Maribel apologized for anything because it sounds like she never does that. Never. <laughs> um, never he's just saying like yeah i know i need to tell my mom i'm sorry i embarrass you she's saying i'm sorry that i'm just like really intense right now and i just know that things are just a lot it's just everything's just a lot and he goes over to her and he's like you know what like i understand and she's saying you know i don't want to rush you into anything but at the same time like i need to know like are you gonna want to do this with me or not because if not like the vibe is like she's kind of like if not like i gotta go and he's just like yep let's do it let's have a baby ew (laughs) this whole conversation was really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like because they were literally talking about it in such one-dimensional concepts like micah even says yeah i mean i gotta use those swaddling skills at some point like how about your fucking therapy skills bro and they have a real ass conversation about if you two are actually ready to raise a whole other human being you can't even face each other you're going to be like emotionally neglecting your child because you can't even talk to your fucking partner. Right. And he's like, and I know he mentioned, like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell my mom. I'm going to tell my mom. Like, sure, you're going to tell your mom. But what else are you all hiding from each other? Mm-hmm. Y'all don't even talk. Break up or do better. Don't just throw it. I feel like they're doing the classic heteronormative bullshit. Of like a baby will fix it. Yeah. Excuse me. Totally. It's giving gay, not queer. I don't like it. Right. Because like literally... I was thinking about that where I was just like, you know, I think this is actually how a lot of conversations do go when people are talking about having a child. Trash. Dumpster. They still make it about them. I'm like, y'all are not even acknowledging that, like, this will be a whole human, especially now, like, you know how Gen Z is. Imagine what this baby's going to be like. It's not going to put up with any of your repressed emotional bullshit. Like, right. oh, God. And we still don't even know, like, <clears throat> why Maribel wants to have a baby in the first yeah, place. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, like, I know they're family-oriented, but what? Where did that come from? Like, what? what is that going to do for you? 
I mean, I wonder that with anyone, frankly. Uh, yeah. Wants to have a baby. I'm like, I mean, but and other, the important. answer that I always get is just like, I don't know. It's just something I've always wanted. And I'm just like, but why? But right. Why? <laughs> They're like, well, I have the money. I have the time. Let's do it. <laughs> I just, okay. This, right. this, dimen- this whole relationship is just painfully one dimensional. Right. Painfully. It's true. Meanwhile, Sophie is like having flashbacks from all the times that Danny iced her out in their relationship because she gets back up to her room and Finley is asleep already. And she's like, here we fucking go again with this bullshit. But then she moves the blanket up to get in and she has a little card that says undefeated. We won Pictionary, blah, 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 whatever the fuck it said. (laughs) And she's like, thank god I can breathe like at least she's trying to like you know break the ice a little Mm -hmm. bit you know Mm -hmm. she clearly is grateful for that and then she wakes Finley up which I was like I okay if that were like someone I was dating and they were sleeping I would be like sleep it off boo boo um (laughs) and then I think it was inevitable though you're right. They roll Because, I mean, over. you would get a little cuddle. Come on. They're going to wake up and cuddle me. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> Come on. You know how it goes. I know. Um. So then, yeah, they get in bed. And uh, I oh, was yeah. not going to lie. There was a tiny percentage of me that was, like, expecting Finley to have have been, like, drunk or something oh shit there was a tiny percentage of me that was like is finley gonna roll over and then sophie's gonna smell alcohol on finley's breath that would have been way too painful i know for everybody thank you i mean what she said though is equally kind of painful when she's like yeah it's hard to know what you see in me that was terrible they're they're (laughs) also apologizing right yeah and then finley's just saying like yeah i don't know sometimes it's hard for me to know what you see in me and anytime anyone says that, I'm just like, bro, be single for a little bit. Like, yeah, this is not like you need to fall in love with yourself, bro. Like, come Whoa. on. I don't know. I feel like I got to give some pushback to that, though. Go ahead. Like, yes. And no. <laughs> like, yes. I don't. I think she could do the work while still in the relationship. Mm hmm. At the end of the day, these two have been through so much. And it just seems like this whole household is just couples who don't or is just so afraid of each other that it's hard to even like really connect in a safe place of dialogue where they're thinking it's conflict. But it's like you're just you need to just have a conversation about all these things. Like, what were you doing for a year at Living Sober if like you weren't having these conversations with yourself to bring home to Sophie and like engage in them you know like i know that they're trying to keep it very light to make like a soft landing for finley and all that but i'm like y'all have so much to talk about and like y'all need to just do that thing and probably yeah sophie would have been probably better off if they had gone with her initial idea of like we should do a night together like by ourselves like Mm -hmm. we don't need to add in anything else can we just vibe and like create a playful fun safe place for us to just have this conversation where it doesn't have to feel like uh, an argument or a fight when like you've got someone like Mary Bell in the room who doesn't even fuck with you like right. at all like so true it's rough but I, I don't feel like Finley necessarily <clears throat> needs to be single but these two definitely just need to talk yeah like more and the fact that Sophie was just like ah like you're my guy you know like you make my heart beat really fast and I'm like 
okay right she couldn't even give like an an actual answer like liking someone for how they make you feel is like 101 of like you're on the bachelor and you're there for some clout like and maybe that's the truth for sophie you know i'm not here to dig deeper for her as to why she likes finley but i'm like at this point it just seems like there's a bit of a trauma bond going on and Mm -hmm. again i think they just need to like rip apart the relationship from what they expected it to be and like allow some newness to kind of come through but they're just struggling mm-hmm. struggling and real. it did it did like surprise me that finley would be still be like that down on herself like i wonder mm-hmm. if she wasn't feeling that way whenever she was at sober living and then kind of being mm-hmm. reacquainted with her life like has reignited some of these feelings because i'm like you spent a whole year focusing on yourself and your like healing and all that. Like, mm-hmm. how are you still gonna like be like, what does anyone like about me? Like, right? Wild. I'm like, what were you, what were you doing all year? All right. of you. <laughs> we don't know because they. It's just us. messy writing at this point. Yeah. Anyway, they they start cuddling, so I guess all is well. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So Bet and Tina are having a moment. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, nuzzled up in each other's faces, kissing deep. And like, Bet just goes, stay with me. Stay with me in LA. Don't go. And Tina's like, oh, here we fucking <laughs> go. You always do this. I have a career. I have a home. It's called Toronto, bitch. The Maple Leaves. The Maple Leaves. I live in Canada. And Bet is like, I didn't mean it like that, bitch. And she's like, but you did. You always do this. I'm like, this is what happens when you get a 10-year-long plus relationship in the same room. <laughs> trying to start it up again because any fight you'll ever have will come with all of that shit because mm-hmm. they didn't work on like letting that go together mm-hmm. so it's like any fight they'll ever have is just gonna be so much Literally. and so tina's like my car's here storms off shane and alice see this whole thing and like shane tells alice i told you and <laughs> <laughs> Beth's trying to explain she's distraught she's like i told her to stay but i didn't mean it like that but also maybe i did and i just don't want to do this again i just fucked it up completely and alice is like well you asked her to stay but what if you go and that's like holy shit you're right you're a genius i need to go to t- i need to put my life down i need to go to tina i needed to do what I've always asked her to do all these years. Mm-hmm. So they grab everybody. It turns into a whole like uh, Disney princess moment. And literally, like- it was wild. I was like, yeah. the way that they all just start scurrying around, like fucking literally running, looking for Angie. I'm like, does are you guys all trashed? That's why it's so critical that Angie drives right now. Like, what is going on? Tess is in the back seat. I'm just like, what is happening? I'm That's so confused. The fact that they had Angie drive, I'm like, oh yeah, y'all are drunk. <laughs> so Angie's in the parking lot, still flirting with that boy who was like talking shit about the curator. But then she kisses him, doesn't give the number, and is like, I gotta go. Apparently, all these lesbians need to ride somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no because bet literally screams angie i gotta go win your mom back again <laughs> i'm like yeah bitch you have done this a lot it's one of your main yeah. hobbies danny's like bet where the fuck are you going i need you to do this interview with vogue <laughs> bet's like yeah i know this is important to you but it's not to me so yeah I'm like, <laughs> yeah 
I'm just like, bro, Danny has like this show has ripped Danny to shreds. Yo, her <laughs> patience gets tested every single day. <laughs> but I'll, at the same time, I'm like, don't make me feel bad for Danny. Like, yeah, she's I'm ice like- cold. I don't really like her that much. But like, I do feel bad for her because like this show is just like every single episode. It's something else. Yeah, I thought I didn't like Danny until like back to the beginning of the episode. Blah, blah, blah. And she had she was in the mirror and like her long hair was out. And I was just looking at her long hair. Oh my god. What I had written down was her halter top that she was wearing at the opening. I was like, that shit is doing it for me. All those uh boxing lessons she does, IRL, oh, yeah. those are paying off like her shoulders, bro, her chest. Oh, I was shit. like yeah i mean she is certified hottie but damn that personality sometimes right so Gigi is driving and i'm already like oh okay because why would we need to see Gigi driving drinking tea and texting danny back why would we need to see that other than trauma really i see i was i was so scared shitless that it was gonna be the car with angie because they're all like screaming at angie she's like I'm like, this bitch is 18 years old. She's already, like, has all this other shit going on in her life. Like, she just started college. She just got broken up with. And you guys are like, turn left, go faster, blah, blah, blah. Angie, no, we're losing her. I'm like. In L.A. L.A. traffic. too much. Driving in L.A. with a calm demeanor is already panic mode. Yeah. It's so much, bro. And Tina's yeah. like, LOL, this is why I left LA. She puts her AirPods in and starts meditating. I was like, I'm dead. Oh my God. Yeah. Bet is telling Angie to fucking speed. Like, we are tailing this bitch. Yeah. And then before you know it, Gigi gets hit by a red truck with a license plate that says bullshit. Because why would they do this to us? Is Gigi just getting like, is the actor Sebaday? getting a big break somewhere and just is busy and has a movie to do because i don't understand why they would do this to Gigi. does she need to like come off the show we're just gonna write her off the show via this bullshit well okay let's not get ahead of ourselves here what do you mean i get away with like i know it, it seems like it's a really bad accident because there's literally like sirens everywhere there's a helicopter it sounds like the truck hit her in the face but listen to me i'm listening I saw the previews for the next episode or I don't know if it was the next episode, but the next few episodes, did you, did you wait and watch the previews or no? You closed yeah, it. No, I watched it, but I don't know even know what you're referring to. Okay. Gigi was there and the new plot line is that Danny is thinking that Gigi and Nat, there's something going on with them because there's a, sh- there's a shot in the previews where Gigi and Nat are sitting in like a movie theater together or something. Oh. And Danny's like, what's going on with you two? And then it's a shot of Danny throwing like an orange at her car or something. I watched it like five times yeah, to so try I to understand what was happening because I, I was, was like, emotional. Yeah. I literally closed it and I was like, they're going to kill off Gigi. I'm fucking pissed off. And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. Let me watch the previews and see if I can see her in them. And she was there. Yeah. I was emotionally blinded. Maybe she won't be there for like an episode or two. I'm not sure. But anyways, good news is Nat's coming back. That's my girl. At what cost, bro? Stephanie Aline. Love her. 
Okay. At what cost, everybody? And I'm wondering too, how come Stephanie Aline's IRL wifey Tig Nataro hasn't been on this show yet? Maybe Tig is like, wait a minute. Tig's probably like, I'm not that kind of gay. <laughs> yeah. Knowing her. <laughs> Knowing her. <laughs> so they're still in traffic and they spot Tina's car and Tess is like, I might sound crazy for saying this, but maybe you should get out of this car and just run up to her and, you know, say what's on your heart. And Bet's like, oh my God, you're right. And I guess in this moment, I'm really registering, oh, Bet is leaving, leaving. Because then she starts telling everyone like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Shane, you're great. Um, Alice, you're my all-time favorite ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and <laughs> Angie's face at this killed me. It's perfect. It was perfect. It was so disgusting. Yeah. She's like, like you oh, guys are fucking messy, bro. This is disgusting. Yeah, get out of the car, bitch. Actually, you're not even allowed to get back in here. Go, go be with mom. I'm like, yeah. But I'm like, damn, like your daughter's going to college in LA and you're literally just going to go to Toronto and ditch her to go be with your boo. <laughs> yeah. And leave her alone. She's like, well, I mean, you did tell me you have a support system outside of us, so I'm a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm out of here. No, <laughs> like, literally. Bobby's leaving. That's painful. Literally. Um. Huh. All right, where are we at? Sorry, I lost in my notes. Bet is running. Yeah, running in the streets to catch her Tina. She's catch about to up. get hit. Yeah, for real. These cars are not having. She's like having her little like moments of road rage. But I'm like, girl, you are in the streets of L.A. She rolls up to Tina's car. The window's up. She's like, put it down. I love you. And Tina's like, you are not thinking straight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know you love me, bitch. It's more complicated than that. Yeah. No, 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 no. I have loved you forever. And I will continue to love you. I've built my career for 25 years. I'm done. I'm done being a boss, bitch. I want to be... Your bottom bitch. She didn't say that, but energetically it was there. Mm-hmm. And Tina's like, but you have friends here. Or no, I like how she doesn't even mention Angie. She's like, but what about your friends? <laughs> and your job. And your job. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I want to be with you forever, bitch. I want to love you forever. Tina's just in shock. This was the speech of Beth's life. Like we've yeah. seen her give a lot of speeches. This was the speech of her life she's like yeah. on the verge of tears the entire time yeah tina's like get in here then they start making up <laughs> <laughs> but again the man they don't even mention angie this whole time i never I thought that i would see you be so smitten over um bet and tina <laughs> i'm seeing change i celebrate change that's cute yeah um all right, so back yeah. to the opening. Danny says is apologizing to Vogue. So literally, the interview that Bet was like, "Fuck it, I don't give a shit." It was Vogue. I'm like, "Lol." Yeah. He's like, "I'll call for a, you know, um, to reschedule." And the guy's like, "I can't make any promises that we're still gonna be around." But okay. Yeah uh then her phone rings and it's nat and nat's like hey i'm really sorry Gigi was just in an accident can you come here like now right now mm. and danny's just like obviously shocked and uh we all are like what the fuck is about to happen again i'm just like danny this night is danny's 
we didn't think that she could have another worst night of her life, but here we are. It's another <laughs> worst night of her life. <laughs> oh, that sucks. And I was just like, again, I was just like, if Gigi's exiled from this show, like I legitimately might like write a letter to Showtime and Eileen Chapman or whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> Do it. Uh, because I was like, freaking out but then I watched the previews and I was like okay I'm good we're back (laughs) (laughs) okay the ultimate question though that's obviously gone like that that's a wrap do we think that Shane is capable of that level of change or is Shane going to crumble to the temptation of Kehlani so all right so in the previews I also saw a few things you saw everything now like did i even watch that right i don't think you did no um so we see shane and tess are probably going to get into an argument because tess because shane is trying to do like repairs on the new place and tess gets mad about it and shane's like whatever i'll just stay out of your way then if you want to do this so they're fighting then we have a scene with shane and kaylani together and it looks like they go into a room together, right? Mm-hmm. Then Kaylani is walking out of the room, buttoning up her shirt. Okay. However, all of this is just in the previews. I think Kaylani's going to continue coming on to Shane. Shane isn't actually going to do anything with Kaylani. However, we see that someone else sees Kaylani. I forget if it's alice or someone else sees kaylani walk out of the room putting her shirt like buttoning up her shirt right Mm -hmm. i think kaylani was just trying to Mm -hmm. lead shane on got a little sexy right took her Mm -hmm. started taking her shirt off and shane was like bro no like i'm in this relation kaylani leaves is buttoning up her shirt someone else sees it right they then are like Shane what the fuck they think that Shane and Kaylani are fucking and they're like you got to tell Tess about this they continue fighting etc that's my prediction Mm. what do you think you think we're gonna get the juiciest sex scene of all time between Shane and Kaylani yeah I don't think Shane's changed oh my god I kind of hope so that would be so good Shane is just not Shane has just never figured out how to be sustainable in any way i feel like she gets caught up in the delusions of grandeur of like milestones of success in a relationship whether that's from marriage to okay buying another bar or whatever the fuck i'm like you can have companionship and still i don't know why she just hasn't really tried to be like in in a poly relationship or just like an open relationship that's healthy like whatever that looks like you know i feel like no one has ever really or no not even no one but Shane has never really tried to like get that for herself, knowing that like, okay, even though you're happy and you're like in this comfortable relationship and it's still spicy and all these things, but like you're clearly like not doing the best. You're not living your life to the full eroticness of which you desire. Right. So I'm just like Shane ends up playing herself, and that's why like the self sabotage. Maybe she won't self sabotage quite as hard as she has in the past, but I'm like. I just don't feel like Shane has really accessed being her best self. 
Yeah. And of course it's going to crumble. I agree. And I wonder too, if part of it is like a generational thing of like, because even with Nat, she was still reckoning with her own like Pauliness Mm -hmm. in the last season. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. People who are like of that generation, I think just like maybe like they put in so much work to get the same rights as like straight people in that sort of like monogamous white picket fence kind of way that then to be able to like go the extra like the next thing and be like wait do I even want that right they're just trying to feel legitimate but it's like that's not (laughs) you're not asking the right questions right (laughs) is this even something that you want regardless of like it's quote-unquote legitimacy and that's why I love Alice so much because she's such like she, I feel like she pioneers a lot of pathways for everyone else in the group, and they're always making comments like I don't understand half the words she's saying these days. I'm like <laughs> Alice is keeping up. like that's the kind of person I want to be, where I'm still like 35, 40, 45, 50, where I'm just like still like questioning the things that I think I know in my belief systems, and still having a willingness and desire to experiment and like see about some new shit all the mm-hmm. time but still know who I am like within it. Like, of course she's not going to go for this person who's like in a sex cult, but like, she's still, you know, she's always been open. And like, that's, she's such a champion of like the fluidity of her own identity. And people have always given her shit for it, whether mm-hmm. it was the biphobia hardcore from the first previous L word days to now, mm-hmm. where I don't think she gets as much shit. They're just kind of like, well, we don't really understand her, but I'm like, but Alice low key is like the most, she's the bravest yeah. out of all of you just to, do this thing of course bet changing is great and all that but i'm like y'all need to be more like alice (laughs) and just try some shit out without having to hurt people in the process to figure out what you actually want explore right i feel like the serial monogamy that shane has been trying on to like maybe this person will be the one like it's you bitch you are the common denominator you are the problem Mm -hmm. figure out what you actually want and then you'll get some results yeah but time and time again just trying to prove to the world oh i can settle down like you can just go ahead and be you know the little lounge lizard and own dana's and fuck around and do whatever and like still have companionship right all this extra shit i'm like now you got your now you've got a breakup that's the most uncomfortable kind of breakup where if you and tess break up you got to break up with her mom too and your business and your business that's sticky tell Tess about the tax right yeah <clears throat> yeah I I was like thinking about what you said last recap where you're saying like it's such a missed opportunity for Shane to be able to just express to Tess like oh look how hot she is whatever they could like be in it together in a way where Tess wouldn't feel so betrayed but right. now it's gotten to a point where it's like clear that Shane is actively trying to hide it from Tess and it's like that's just like a recipe for disaster yeah no matter what way you shake it it's awful because it's not even like it doesn't have to be a big deal right but that's why I think that like Shane actually isn't gonna do anything right Mm -hmm. I'm putting air quotes anything Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter no like in her mind she's gonna be like look i i i like didn't cheat on tess because i like didn't hook up with kehlani or whatever 
and in reality it's like a much bigger issue than that right fundamental yeah that's why i'm kind of rooting harder for sophie and finley i think they will i'm actually feeling more conviction and that they're they're gonna stay together long for a longer time just because like they're at least like like everyone's in shambles but like some people are putting in a little more work than others and i think finley and sophie are one of those people where at least like they're in the uncomfortable conversation but we're not trying to just like move past it i think at this point they could look at their own dialogue from the conflict or whatever and like assess like damn like i guess it really is not that deep (laughs) i'm just someone who makes her heart race like okay well it also makes me think about last season it makes sense that finley would be like even just now that i'm thinking about it i'm like part of me wonders if it's even if finley doesn't know those things about herself like maybe she's like I know what I like about myself, but I'm genuinely curious about what you like about me because last season Mm -hmm. you like put me through the ringer just to like get us to kiss basically, you know, right? that whole time. mm -hmm. I remember you saying in all the recaps, you're like, does Sophie even like Finley? Like, what is this Mm -hmm. about? Because like Sophie just was so wishy-washy about it and was just like kind of dragging her along for so long without any like yeah with just expecting Finley to just kind of be around right it seems like their relationship is more of a habit than like an actual thing that they're working on together yeah which I get from like the friendship level like there that can be afforded to some level without there really being like a negative connotation to it but now I'm even like, I just don't really think they have anything in common. Right. Like, Finley they're not even, compatible. No, like, they're willing to, like, do for each other. But I'm like, she didn't even really want to play Pictionary. Granted, she did play. She gave it her all. But, like, she just I wants don't know. to be um, competitive. But, right. It's just that whole house. Y'all need to all break up with each other. How about that? Sisters, too. Y'all doing a lot. For real. And that's that on that. That's the tea. Well, hopefully nobody dies. Hopefully nobody dies. And I swear to God, like, okay, we got the Bet and Tina sex scene, but like, come on, right? We need more. Where are the spicy sex scenes? The fucking like the L were used to be like you couldn't. I would watch that shit under a cover, right? Because sex would just be dripping oozing yeah. out of the fucking phone like watching yeah. this shit like where the fuck is the sex it's hbo oh, i know it's showtime Should that's have been what H- i'm saying that's what i'm saying give it to us even if it's just some strangers like remember like in the old l where they would just show you like little vignettes of like any lesbians in the world sometimes they're connected to the story most often they're not there'd be some sex going on mm-hmm. and now i'm like i get what Y'all are still wearing underwear and you're kissing each other's underwear and then you get a phone call and now we're not having sex. <laughs> oh, I'm mad. This whole episode was trash. I'm never watching it again. Showtime, you've heard our demands. <laughs> That's that. Please, dear God, keep the gay agenda alive and tell your gay friends about this gay-ass podcast. Bless, bless, bless. Bless.